The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. can buy a pint of that ice cream she was eating remember that from 2020 <laughs> and she yeah. ate um when she ate ice cream with that fat idiot from cat the movie cats what's his name james james <laughs> i don't know why i was gonna say action bronson <laughs> cats would be a better movie if action bronson was like you a fucking a fucking tabby cat <laughs> You know, go up at you can. I'm fucking. I'm a cat with a tattoo on my head. Uh, oh, yep. That was, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, that was at the, like, the beginning of the pandemic, wasn't it? March, where she was like, look at my freezer full of Ben and Jerry. Yeah, to yeah. James Gandolfini. What's that guy's name? The guy who hosts that show. The fat idiot that I hate. <laughs> I don't know his name. I just know every clip I've seen of him. He's like singing in a car, and I'm like, I hate you. Oh, Corden. Yeah, I hate him. I hate what he does. I hate that he gets to exist and live. And the, honestly, that, COVID should have wiped him out, if I'm being you honest. Got, you, man, like, you're coming out. Like, it's coming hot. <laughs> this is yeah. hot. I don't know if I was ready for this. I was, I was ready for like a 2021 of reconciliation, but... Look, man, I was too, and then I got to thinking about James Gordon, and I was like, no, you don't, you don't deserve my goodwill, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how the rest of this episode is not going to make you even more furious. You might explode, like your head will just pop off by the end of this episode. Oh, we're, no, is it all about James 20. Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> Close. We're just going to go over uh, the year of 2020 because it, it was uh, it was cool, right? It was, it, it's yeah. in hindsight, so we're going to play out that really bad joke. Nice. It's going to be a poll up on our Facebook. 2020, was it a good year or was it the best year? <laughs> Please leave comments, now. too, um, in the poll, weird conservatives who stalk our page. Please leave your comments about how we're pussies and COVID's fake. Please do that. <laughs> Let's start this year off right. Okay. That was probably the most pleasant experience of 2020 was... Cultivating an audience of people that hate us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big, uh, big changes for 2021. We're gonna we're gonna uh, try to not do that as much. I think. Yeah, we should try to get actual <laughs> fans in the this year instead of just engaging with the psychopath QAnon people that scream at us on Facebook. Yeah, I don't know. My goal for 2021 is to just get completely banned. From the 
platform, Facebook, because I'm not deactivating it. They're going to have to kick me off of it. I've decided it. If I deactivate it, I'll keep coming back. I'll get curious. I'll be like, I want to see what's going on. And then I'll be like, oh, shit, I, this is toxic and bad. So my goal is to just keep getting kicked off by just threatening to murder politicians or steal from Whole Foods, which are apparently <laughs> like their two triggers. You're going to be deep platform. You, Milo, and Alex Jones. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be deep platform for good. It's like, you know how Batman's just as crazy as like the villains he fights? I'm Batman, and then Alex Jones and Milo are the Riddler and Clayface. <laughs> Neither of them are like the Joker. Dave Rubin's Kite Man. Hey, say la vie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying in 2021. Oh, nice. French. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's, oh. Yeah, let's... Let's get started. Okay. Um, uh, go ahead. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna like say different dates <laughs> of things that happened because it's really like <laughs> a lot to take in. Um, but I'd like to start with uh, January first, 2020. Uh, Gina and I got engaged, and then the rest of all of this happened. Oh, yeah, you um, did this. Yeah. Your love did uh, this. There was no COVID before you were engaged. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, I mean, well, before that, apparent, I don't know if you all remember the bushfires in Australia. That was going on uh, uh, as we were getting engaged. So that's Oh, that's good. when George Bush started all those fires in Australia, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you punched a bunch of wallabies and then lit them on fire in a forest in Australia. You, you thought 9-11 was bad. Then you like, lit a forest on fire. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Um, at some point in January 2020, uh, I know this feels forever ago, but Trump also tried starting a war with Iran uh, by bombing that general, Soleimani. Um, oh, yeah, we were, oh, like, yeah. recording something when that happened, right? I think so, I think yeah. we were talking about, like, Enniskander in Turkey, and then we're like, speaking of the Middle East, we're going to war with them. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> we should wrap this episode up. Yeah. Uh... So that's what was going on at that time. Uh, another key date, January 21st, is the date of the first person to be confirmed with COVID in Washington. Uh, Kenny, you live in Washington. Do you yes. remember that? Uh, it was me. The <laughs> <laughs> first with COVID. There you go. Not, no. from, not from Wuhan. Uh, actually, the Kenny virus. They, it's because he's eating out of trash cans like a raccoon all the time. He's like, oh, dog, I think I got, like, I got COVID. And they're like, what? They're just like, you'll see. They, they tried to stop me, but uh, they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of, like, you know, at the end of Seven when, like, Kevin Spacey's like, it's me. I did the murders. Like what if one guy, what if one guy like right after Trump, um, completes his coup, just comes out and be like, "By the way, 
It was me. I'm COVID. They tried to stop me, but they couldn't. And it's also Kevin Spacey. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I remember uh, Washington State was, like, one of the first places that went into lockdown. Uh, I remember getting talking to people back in San Antonio and Texas and stuff, and they were like, uh, freaking out at us, like, what the fuck's going on up there? Is it serious? And we're like, oh, yeah, you should start doing, like, getting ready, because it's gonna happen <laughs> down there, and they're like, no. And then they would, like, post, like, Instagram stories of them drinking out at bars and shit, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was weird. Uh, well, shit was, like, a normal here in I don't know how it was in San Antonio, or probably worse, but in San Antonio, it was like people were acting like it wasn't a thing until, like, June. <laughs> people were, like, going into the grocery store without mask on, and people weren't being stopped. And um, then all of yeah. a sudden, they were like, oh, you have to, because you can't fake this. You can't pretend this isn't real anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, our whole state stopped taking it seriously uh in april like officially uh like in those mondays like lifting restrictions and uh all that um so it wasn't just san antonio that wasn't taking it seriously i feel like uh, maybe in austin the people were wearing masks i don't i remember wearing masks since march but i was also working during yeah. that time. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. I remember, like, wearing a mask from once. I was like, oh, this is going to get bad. But until, like, early into the summer, like, probably, like, mid-June, there were still, like, pe- I'd say at least 40% people in, like, Target or, like, H-E-B that weren't wearing masks that were just like, yeah, yeah I'm not going to do that. And people just being like, okay. And then it got to the point where these places had to be like, Okay, a dickhead. You have to yeah. wear a mask, or you can't come in here to buy broccoli. I feel like that was probably around the time that, like, those companies were started coming out. That like companies like Amazon and like Tyson Chicken Nuggets were like just yeah. like giving their workers COVID, basically. Oh yeah, or like was- taking no precautions, or they were like, oh shit, we can't be. We can't let us be like the hot spots. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tyson, Tyson was betting on like how soon or how, you know, they were they were doing over under betting. <laughs> yeah, they like, were doing like how many of their employees <laughs> would get COVID. That I don't know if Amazon was doing that. Probably. Amazon was injecting people no, with COVID. Am- I, mean, Amazon... I don't want to start baseless rumors, <laughs> but. Well, Amazon's humane. Amazon just gave you, like, weird Alexa watches that shocked the shit out of you if you didn't work fast enough. There you go. That's no, a real was thing a, they did. There was an organizer that uh, brought attention to that. I think they were here, but I'm not sure. But he was, like, worked in their fulfillment centers, and he brought it to, like, national attention that they weren't being given masks, and they weren't taking any precautions. And so he kind of organized the strike around it, Amazon said, "All right, fuck it. Here's masks." They and fired shit. that guy, right? And, and then they, yeah, then they fire, fired him. Yeah, uh, I believe his name was Chris Smalls. Um, I don't remember his name, but yeah, uh, that guy. Uh, you know, shouts out to that dude because I mean, I don't know what 
what kind of organizing he's doing, but I know that he was focused on Amazon. Um, so yeah, his his Chris Smalls. Yeah, Chris Smalls. Uh, another. Uh, so I don't know. This is kind of funny to me, just because like I know Travis, like you were familiar with this, but like at the end of January was when Ari Shafir got in trouble for uh, making that making like. Just like tweeting, he was happy that Kobe was dead. Uh, um, you remember that? That was like January twenty sixth, apparently. Oh, and he said, oh, "Sorry." Oh, <laughs> Wait. oh no, I didn't. <laughs> My bad. I didn't realize you had. No. Uh, yeah. So we tweeted like that thing about Kobe. Are you talking about with Ari Shafir, or did he get in trouble another time? No, no, no. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then people were like tweeting out our Shafir's address <laughs> and being like, yeah, you should murder this man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this was a very interesting year for comedy, um, oh, specifically no. starting with this. Um, just off to the wrong foot, it seemed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Kobe died and everyone was like super fucked up about it. And yeah. then it was like the day it happened, our Shafir. Like, tweeted that crazy fucked up thing. Yeah, and he said that he was uh, joking. But the tweet is like, uh, Kobe Bryant died 23 years too late today. He got away with rape because all the Hollywood liberals who attack comedy enjoy rooting for the Lakers more than they dislike rape. Big ups to the hero who forgot to gas up his chopper. I hate the Lakers. What a great day. Hashtag fuck the Lakers. So. Which, I mean, it's crazy because, like, Three months later, like half of his friends got exposed as rapists. Like half of our yeah. severe circle got exposed as like pedophiles <laughs> and rapists. So good job, Ari. You... <laughs> I I'm not too familiar with Ari, but I remember uh, like a, quite a while, a couple years ago. Didn't he like come out with like racism the movie? I just remember there being like a trailer of him like. I think we watched doing, it. like, slanted eyes and, like, doing a Chinese accent. Oh, he did for, a like... character called, like, The Amazing Racist, where he would just, oh, like... Yeah. He'd do, like, hilarious pranks where he would, like, pick up um, day laborers and be like, I got a job for you, and then take them to ice, and then be like, run, run, while That's he play, like, Pattern. yakety sax over it, <laughs> which is a funny... It's a funny prank to do. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I just uh, thought that was interesting. It was funny because I was like, "Oh, I, that feels like ages ago." Like, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't follow R. Shavir because I don't think he's funny or good or anything. But I haven't heard like shit from him since then. And yeah, he's probably I mean, still running with those dickheads. Who fucking knows? He might show up on Rogan, or he might fucking move here to Austin. Hey, he's gonna revitalize y'all's. A stand-up scene. <laughs> yeah, by bullying cool. everyone, by forcing they who do you, who is it like was Bert Kreischer and he like Mike they you like give that guy acid without him knowing. Uh, I yeah, there's like I a story but where that, like he, that all like, sounds yeah. like stuff that happens with the L.A. comedy group. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We did touch on that briefly, but like, yeah, like for the prominent comics got like outed as like rapist over the summer which is it's not funny it's just like a weird 
I was just laughing because it's very weird with the Ari being like, you got away with rape. It's like, your friends got away with it and they brag. There's like clips of them on like Rogan bragging about like fucking passed out women. Yeah. And it's like, fucking girl, if you want to be a dick and an edgelord, be a dick and an edgelord, don't. I'm doing it because you did this. It's like, no, you're doing it because you're a shithead. And you see people, you're literally doing it for the reaction. Yeah, it's it's like that that shock impulse uh, that you know that unfunny people have, that bad people. comics have. Where it's like, oh, I don't want to write a joke. Maybe I'll just like to make a joke about how Kobe blew up in a plane like nine eleven. You go waka waka and then tweet it. <laughs> Get dumb assholes. Oh man, uh, yeah. Uh, another thing that happened early in the year. Uh, do y'all remember the pandemic? Oh yeah, that cool documentary. Yeah, as it, so it came out like in February. It started going viral in February, uh, just like uh, COVID was going viral uh, all over the United States. Um, and yeah so it uh, it was a 26 minute video with this well, no uh, it was a t- trailer quote unquote it was a 26 minute trailer for their, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I, they called it a trailer I, I never saw the actual thing i'm just like reading a description of it <laughs> the real movie is uh, 36 hours long <laughs> yeah it's, it's like apocalypse now it's like just endless <laughs> just a bunch of people in their basements whispering it's Sweet like a Terrence, it's like a Terrence Malick movie. It's just like beautiful shots of like dilapidated farmhouses <laughs> and fields with sun setting, and then people like whispering breathlessly about how COVID's not real, and it's nine and a half hours long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the pandemic, uh, it has some Dr. Judy Mikovits who is a discredited scientist, and I guess she became a star um, amongst the QAnon and anti-vax crowd. Um, And so that was another thing that happened in February. Um, Weirdly, on the 29th uh, of February was the first COVID-19 death reported in the U.S. Feels like people died sooner than that but maybe it was just like just released at that point because i mean this is the whole you know trump like and the administration not right you know disseminating information Being stuff it's like, like that. not real still and i i'm certain that there were cases in the u.s probably before even january i would think because there was a lot of you know there was as late as we were to like actually catch on that it was a deal here like we took no restrictions like and even when like trump was like i banned travel from china he didn't like at all there were still like thousands of people going back and forth and like and isn't there and it came through through europe so like there's actually like no way to tell us how early it was here or when the first death would have been right yeah and i mean obviously you know a lot of things were you know changing you know day to day moment to moment um so there i mean there's just like a lot of shit going on and also not a lot of awareness being spread about uh covid um but uh 
you know, that's that struck me as weird because, you know, I think about, you know, March and like Super Tuesday and how like, I mean, a bunch of states were, you know, still doing like like a lot of their primary oh, yeah, shit. And Bernie was like, stay home. And Joe Biden's like, die for me. <laughs> yeah, in Wisconsin. Um, die for me so yeah, I, I mean, can not give you money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, before that, I mean, there's obviously the pivotal, like, Super Tuesday, Obama, you know, interceding. Um, who did about Warren? We all know all these things uh, ad nauseum, but, um, you know, March 11th was when the NBA suspended, you know, their season. Because Rudy Gobert and, licked, licked a bunch of microphones or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudy Go- Gobert <laughs> like touched a bunch of phones and microphones at a presser, and he then touched went every into single the microphone room. in the press conference, and then yeah. ran out, and then turned out he had COVID and gave it to like half the NBA. Yeah, he he went into the his own locker room. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, another star of the team, ended up getting COVID. Um, he's okay. Uh, he just beat the shit out of the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> recently. Uh, well, so I- it's weird because a lot of people don't know this, but they show it on like the league pass games. The pregame ritual for Gobert and Mitchell is they just spit into each other's open mouths. <laughs> and they go, nothing but net. They spit to each other's mouth, and then they go, "All right." Then they kiss six times on the lips. <laughs> what is the other? What does the rest of the team think? They're like, "Man, <laughs> as long as we win, this is fine." And then, <laughs> then they all get in line, and they get their mouth spitten too. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Rudy Gobert, the French. It's a French it's thing. Kinda, yeah, he's a French yeah. guy. So it's a French thing. Tony Parker used to do it. Yeah. To everyone but Timmy, because Tim Duncan's like, nah, I'm gonna like read Moby Dick in the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen to this podcast about foghorns. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So this is like kind of when it really like heated up. March. Yeah. So March is when every you know the social fabric as we know it. Is you know far, uh, although you know for uh, you know people in Washington, I guess that was much sooner. But you know, at least in Texas, you know this is like when you know the fucking toilet paper has gone missing, and there's just like shitloads of people like at every fucking like superstore. Oh yeah, they have and, like lines at the grocery stores, and you can only get like one piece of meat. Yeah. yeah. Sh- she was all fucked. Uh, you know, socialist. Like, you know, socialist behavior. Those <laughs> bread lines from those socialist countries. That's what was happening. Yeah, we had too much socialism from Walmart. Too much. Too that's much. That's why there's lines at Walmart. Is too much socialism. Were... They won't let me buy a thousand cans of SpaghettiOs. Only <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so March, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know, like, what to say. But I mean, there's like, uh, no. But so that's March like was, the example all those assholes use, right? Is they're like, "What do you want? Yeah. Bread lines?" And it's like, dude, look, <laughs> like every state 
every major city <laughs> has like nine hour waits for <laughs> like food. You can't yeah, use you, that example. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> you can't be like, you, look how shitty communism is. And it's like, you're just as bad. I don't know, man. It, it's weird because I agree with you 100%, but I, I have a friend that told me that capitalism would never end. Like they literally told me that as I was reading uh, that capitalist realism book. And I just like texted to him. I was like, it's easier to imagine the end of the world than it is of capitalism. Uh, there's yeah. still people that, that think that this shit is all golden. Like I yeah. don't, you know what I don't get either is this guy is like a server buddy friend of mine. So like what? Oh, but I don't get it. I was talking to Hillary about this too. Like, um, they could have still been like dirty fucking capitalist dick pigs and made like buco fucking bucks and still been just slightly more responsible. I mean, like just like an inch less like fucking profiteering off of this fucking bullshit. Like our government could have like given out fucking contracts to fucking these huge corporations like mass produced masks or whatever like they still could have made a shit ton of money unfairly but at least but they were like no no yeah. it's gonna be like full-on robber bear we're just gonna like fuck everybody i was and it's gonna be like less everybody's I, just gonna i was reading this uh jacobin article about like how the government can absolutely afford to give us two thousand dollars how they're just full of shit right and they've put like how much Jeff Bezos makes. And it's like, Jeff Bezos makes like $2,200 a second or like a minute or something insane. And it's like, I don't give a fuck what your job is. No job in the history of jobs is important enough that you're making $2,000 a second doing it. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, just cause he <laughs> thought of the thing. It's not his like either. It's not like his baby alone anymore. I feel like well, saying like, the he guy also, who like thought of the wheel or something should be like raking in bucks on every single car ever sold. Like that's well, yeah. I mean, I, I think like even with Jeff Bezos, he I I don't think he was like solely responsible for the rise of Amazon because he clearly had workers and work are the people that produce the fucking profits that you can extract from. Yeah, yeah. capitalism. So originally, it was just like, where can I order the Fountainhead? What am I going to order the Fountainhead <laughs> online? Yeah, I live in <laughs> Nebraska, like, and there's no stores that sell a Fountainhead near me. Only books about corn. <laughs> Our Barnes and Noble is all just corn books and corn yeah. CDs, not the metal band core. Just like people singing to corn. Where can I get the <laughs> Fountainhead to read? And they're like, oh, from this website. And now Jeff Bezos is like, give me $2,000 a second or I'll stop making the hit TV show The Marvelous Miss Maisel. <laughs> he played a hardball with the United States government and he won. They he wanted won. season six of Marvelous Maisels. Yeah. <laughs> all they got was all they got was one extra season out of them. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I might cancel again if you don't give me five thousand dollars a second. <laughs> like if you break down NBA players' contracts, they don't get that much money per second, and what they're doing is probably better than what Jeff Bezos is doing. At least it like requires 
some skill to do what yeah, like, I mean, even Danny Green does. I would say anybody doing anything probably is better than provides more good than Jeff Bezos. I mean, yeah. If, if we're talking about CEOs, like they're the most useless fucking people, but they make all the decisions. Like literally, what Elon Musk Elon Musk does is he just goes in to like he goes into like the scientists and engineers and is like, well, let's make a um, let's make a subway car. But that's also like a roller coaster, so, so people can have fun when they go to work. And they're like, that's going to take like years to make, and it's going to cost billions of dollars. And he's like, I don't care. I want it in the next six months. And then they're like, fine. And they just build these things that are like shitty and explode and don't work. <laughs> and then Elon Musk just gets to go like, ah, I don't know why they don't get this. If, and then the dummies are like, yeah, you're smart. So you just don't get it. It's like. No, he just goes to them like Willy Wonka, and it's like, make me a make me a minivan that I could drive to the moon. And they're like, fucking what? Okay, you have six weeks. You have six weeks to do this. They're the dumbest people on earth. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jeff Bezos just came out with that fucking killer picture of him eating an iguana. Like, dude. Do you, like, not know what your public image is of, like, a heartless alien overlord? Like, you couldn't pick a worse worse optics. <laughs> He's like, show me eating a lizard. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. It is, it is weird corporations. The most they're concerned with often is, like, optics, right? They always want to, like, have the right message or, like, the right thing to, you know, be able to sell something. And Jeff Bezos is out here eating fucking iguanas. And Dude. letting his workers get COVID and shit. Did, so. did you see any of like the weird like holiday ads Uber was putting out? Where it's like quote unquote drivers going like the CEO, whatever the fuck her name is, they're calling her like Patricia, calling her by her first name. I don't know her name, so I'm just gonna say Patricia, but they're like, Patricia's very understanding and this job really saved me during tough times. And Patricia and the people at Uber, they really care about us. Thank you, Patricia. And then it was just, like, pictures of her, like, hugging babies and smiling. And just a bunch of, like, fake workers going, like, thank you for all you do for us. And it's, like, no. If you're a real driver, you should be murdered by some type of union for being in that ad. Because Uber actively worked in, like, make sure we're not, like, drivers aren't considered human. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if unions should murder. Uh, no, the murder uh, union. Attracted a, no, not like no, the labor no. union. The murder union. <laughs> no, no, they should not do that. The murder union should. That's their job. <laughs> there's, there's no murder union. At least I'm none that I'm aware of. I don't. Have you know. ever seen The Irishman? That movie is all about a murder union. Well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah. Where the Teamsters were taken over by the Mafia. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that, that's we, what we need. I, we need the Mafia. No, yeah, I agree with that. The <laughs> Mafia and the Union should get back together. That's, uh, that's when shit got bad for us. That's why we have Joe Biden. We didn't have some gabagools breaking some skulls. <laughs> I would argue the gabagools are breaking skulls for Joe Biden, not... The, not the other way around. Like, I think like they switched sides. I think once they found out how like 
much people who like drive Ubers and work in factories like The Sopranos, they'd be like, this is good. And then Joe Biden's like, I've never seen that show, Jack. I only watch Little House on the Prairie and on mute. <laughs> and then the mobsters would be like, okay, we're a murder union for the ACLU now. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair, though, like when you have subhuman status at Uber, you get to be your own boss. And yeah, you, you don't have to wear a uniform, <laughs> you can wear sweatpants. Come covered sweatpants and a <laughs> Metallica t-shirt to deliver people's low main. But you don't get paid. You get paid like a dollar to do it. Yeah. That's the dream, right? Yeah. Did I miss something? I think that's it. Like that's I mean, the stimulus is $600. I can live off of $600 for a whole, a whole two years. Everybody yeah. knows this. Yep. Not only live off of it, you can live like a king. Yeah. Everything costs a dollar, so. Yeah, just We're steal. Good. Just start doing what I do and steal everything. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse to pay rent. Siphon gas from the gas station. Just walk into <laughs> grocery stores. Pick up the food. Walk around eating it when they go, excuse me. Go, oh, I'm sorry. You think you're the wrong person. And then just keep walking while you're eating handfuls of rotisserie chicken. Or when they come up to stop you, when the cops come in to stop you from just eating chicken and the AGB, just be like, can't you see him on the phone? And they'll go, what the fuck? And they'll just like walk away. Because <laughs> they don't want to be rude. <laughs> uh, yeah, just keep eating the chicken and pretend I'm talking on the phone. Yeah, a lot has changed uh, since the <laughs> pandemic. I guess I don't. <laughs> oh, I've been doing this since 1985. This is how you make capitalism work for you. Yeah, I'm like that Gary. I'm like that Gary V guy, the guy who's on all the YouTube things. He's like, oh, "Don't be a pussy. You fucking go buy it. like a go buy like a Gundam magazine and then fucking flip it for profit." I'm like that, but I'm just like. You should, like, not have a job or work. Just, like, walk into grocery stores and eat chicken. And when people try to stop you, you scream at them. Be your own <laughs> boss. And it's like, all right. I guess. Um, I don't even know where I'm at with my notes. Um, let's see. Uh, other notable things. Uh, March 25th was the first stimulus package Ooh. that went out. Um, that was good and, times. <laughs> yeah, that was good. April thirteenth was when the stimulus checks went out, and and uh, that was the only one we got. Got twelve thousand uh, dollars one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we're about to get six hundred. It's uh, what's today? January January the third. Um, so supposedly, you know, some people have already gotten their six hundred dollar checks. And I'm sure by the time Biden gets in office, we'll get the remaining 200 for the 2,000 a year we're going to be getting uh, from the government till the end of time. Um, did, did I send you that tweet from, was it like one of the John Save America guys, or whatever the fuck the names are? The Pod yeah, Save America. Pod John. Yeah. Or one of them was like, look, it's simple. Vote for fucking Ossip if you want $2,000. Because if he loses, you will not get $2,000. And you might, if you 
It even say you will. It's like, they'll fight for it, and you might get $2,000. <laughs> it's like, no, they won't. They, the Republican, the, the Democrats were, like, happy with 600 Remember Pelosi's like, that's good enough for these slime balls. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they called her out on it, too. They were like, the Republicans at one point were offering you more, so, like, you negotiated your position in reverse. Like, this and, is and then Trump's like 2000 and, like, and they were like, yes. And then Mitch McConnell's like, no. no and Nancy Pelosi got all pissed off. It was like, first of all, shut up. If you think it's stupid, don't even talk to me. It's like, okay. This, is, this lady's a, like, she's 80 years old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean... There was a lot of shit that happened during this negotiation, but I would like to point out, like, uh, Bernie and Ed Markey were, like, the only senators that fought, like, for the checks and were threatening to hold, withhold, you know, votes for the NDAA, the Defense Authorization Act. Um, yeah, and, I mean, Biden apparently interceded during the talks at some point and, and like argued for uh, austerity, which is a thing that, you know, a lot of uh, the Bernie, you know, progressive left, whatever uh, we're saying about Biden, that he's an austerity hawk. You know, there's the examples of the social security and the Medicare and all that stuff. Um, but um, April 8th, was uh the day that bernie dropped out uh from the primary election um it seemed like a foregone conclusion kind of after super tuesday um he had won california and you know uh they took like a whole month to release the results of california and who knows why it took that long uh but you know Elite Russia, that's why. Because of Russia. Yeah. Russia did it. It's so weird that the guy who won the first four contests lost like almost every state on Super Tuesday to the guy who came in like fourth and fifth in those first four contests. Not only that's fourth and fifth, but like was in fourth and fifth place and wasn't trying to get higher. He was like poking like steel workers in the chest. And calling people yeah. fat ass and fucking challenging to push up fights. He was just like being a menace to people. Remember he called that girl a dog faced pony soldier? Yeah. <laughs> like he wasn't even trying to like win. Yeah. He was just like being like a crazy ass old man. <laughs> they were like, this is our guy. There was like literally five clips too at that point of him being like, don't vote for me. You should vote for Donald Trump. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There was the, Not even the, don't vote for another Democrat. Just vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, there was that infamous town hall where uh, this uh, uh, Mexican, you know, uh, immigrant activist, uh, I don't remember his name, but he, you know, asked him, hey, would you be willing to apologize for, you know, the millions of deportations that happened under Obama? And he was like, uh, I remember that specific moment where he was like, no, you should vote for Trump. And he was like, like and then he was trying to like, to be fair to the guy, he was like, okay, well, maybe, fair enough, maybe I asked the question shittily, and he tried to like, rephrase it to not offend the fragile old man, and Joe Biden's like, nope, no, 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 vote for Trump, right. I said it, you, nope, you gotta <laughs> do it, and he's just like, 
He called that guy fat. Yeah. It was like, I could beat you at push-ups. And it's like, what is wrong with your brain? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, the primaries were uh, a fucking disaster. Um, so I mentioned earlier, April 17th was when Texas uh, eased the restriction, the restrictions on the pandemic. Um, and... Uh, well, uh, Texas has had 1.79 million cases of COVID and 28,000 deaths since then. So we did it. Uh, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, this was the start of what we were seeing, you know, uh, the TEA in Texas. They were talking about, you know, uh, children in texas from a deficit perspective even in san is especially in san antonio uh, saisd they were saying things like hey well you know like these kids with you know learning disabilities these kids from you know uh tenuous uh households these kids that you know uh or they come from black and brown poor neighborhoods they need to be in school so that um we can give them education K oh COVID no not education but COVID uh, well that was weird their plan. that was their argument where a lot of these people were like school is sometimes the only school is sometimes the only place these kids get to have a meal we're gonna take right. school away and not let these kids have food and it's like sounds like the issues is that you are shitty and there's no like programs that you know, can provide right. people with and, and food I mean, during a like, goddamn pandemic. You know, send them yeah. back to their underfunded public school to eat right. square pizzas. Well, I mean, th yeah, the square pizzas aside, um, which I would say, you know, weren't that bad. Um, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're okay. But, uh, you know, there, there were like, you know, a, it's weird, like school districts kind of became like this weird uh, political battleground, uh, but they also became like sort of, you know, uh, kind of. So the argument, you know, that they could give out, you know, like hot meals and stuff like that, those things are all true. Right. And they do provide refuge for kids that are like in horrible, you know, living situations, stuff like that. That is all true. But. Um, you, you know, to perniciously use that to skirt, you know, public safety seems right. uh, fucking evil. Um, and that, I don't know, that's just like a particular strain of like ideology coming from like public schools that I was just like, that's not good. But, you know, there's like school unions that are, you know, combating, you know, that sort of messaging. Um and uh see right now in texas like that's still a problem like schools are still you know like being ravaged with you know cases of covid amongst faculty and stuff like that so um see maybe the school union, in 2021 maybe the school unions would have uh better luck negotiating if they had like a branch of that was school unions that are school union murder unions <laughs> And it's just like one guy yeah. named like named like Boris in like a tracksuit, who's no. just like constantly like 
holding like a steel pipe. He doesn't have to do anything, but you just bring him to all the meetings <laughs> with you so you have him. Um, I mean, you can take that up with a union. I'm, I'm taking that I idea on Shark Tank. So hard. Yeah, Hello, we're... sharks. I would like to start a murder union. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, dude, that would actually probably work. And Mark Cuban would be like, I like your style. Very innovative. Here's a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, Mark Cuban is like a weirdo. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, cool. <laughs> I remember when school started reopening, there was a lot of claims going around. <laughs> like, people were on news. Saying things like children literally cannot get it. Also, even if they do get it, they'll just kill old people with it, so it's fine. Yeah, it, it was so insane. And it was like kids are less susceptible to COVID. It was like, well, I mean, everyone has been staying home up until this point, and kids have not been interacting with each other. So, yeah, kids are not showing up as people getting COVID. It's all, you know, like 20 to 40 year olds, like who are still drinking at bars and shit. And, you know, the occasional nursing home that, you know, has a huge outbreak because, you know, I don't know, someone's not taking it, you know, seriously and shit. I mean, certainly in New York city, that was a huge issue. Uh, you know, a bunch of the nursing homes had outbreaks and yeah. Yeah. So it was weird that people were like just super ready to gamble with their. I mean, a lot of people obviously weren't, but there was a yeah. there was a sizable chunk of people that were like, "Yeah, I just need my kid out of the house. Like, I'm re I I'm willing to roll the dice on this." Like, yeah, that's an I mean, insane take to have. I mean, yeah. So there were like I I remember you know going logging into Facebook and then there would be like you know just the boomer memes of you know I'm gonna leave my kid at you know, at the school, whether they like it or not, you know, like weird, just yeah, but like shit. a little minion that like has a gun inside of a kid's mouth. Like I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, with like an American flag in the background for some reason. <laughs> I remember yeah. like um, <laughs> there's this guy who worked on the coaching staff I worked on, who like at the beginning. Because when they did kind of start school, they were like, we can't have practices. When they started, and they were like, okay, we're doing, like, remote learning. You can't have practices. He, like, tweeted out, like, a picture of, like, soldiers on D-Day. And he was, like, uh, essentially going, like, these boys need this. They need the structure to get them through life. And it's, like, they're, like, 14. None of them are going to the NFL. We won, like, three games all season. We suck shit. <laughs> like, like the, you're, like... Playing high school football is like war. And we're preparing these boys for war. It's like you're not. Are all like yeah. we had offensive linemen that were like under two hundred pounds. It's like we're not. <laughs> it's not a war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean this whole you know COVID and public schools like has been you know a continuous issue as you know the school year trudges along. Um, there's been plenty of, you know, people having to, you know, isolate after being exposed to someone, they got COVID, stuff like that. Um, um, and I mean, all this leads up to, you know, um, 
the death of George Floyd and the rise of, you know, the uh, Black Lives uh, Matter protests and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just I was looking up some stuff about the going back to school. I just found two oh, headlines no. back to back. In May of 2020, there was this article that children are not COVID-19 super spreaders. Time to go back to school. And then in August, looking at children as the silent super spreaders of COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's fucking crazy. Like, at the beginning of, like, that <laughs> discussion, like, everyone was like, hey, Israel already tried this, and there were outbreaks. And, like, I know that, you know, it, I think there was, like, cases in South Korea where they're like, oh, you know, it's like the young person will get home, like, after working or school or whatever the fuck, and they, like, you know, the generational families in the home, and, it, you know, the the kid, you know, would have the sniffles, but then, you know, the grandfather would die because, you know, they, they couldn't, you know, their immune system isn't the same. Uh, isn't as powerful um and so you know there's plenty of evidence um but uh yeah we we just haven't done anything serious uh to slow the spread um so that is cool uh <laughs> but uh it gets worse and uh you know uh so i mentioned you know the death of george floyd and the rise of you know uh, you know, anti-police uh, brutality uh, protests, you know, and there was, you know, a mixed results of, you know, uh, defund campaigns all over the country, um, LA County, Austin, and uh, what, like New York City, maybe, did Seattle end up defunding stuff? Or, I don't know what happened in Seattle. Um, they didn't, though, right? Like, not really. No, it started out with uh, looking pretty good and then slowly but surely uh, got whittled away kind of behind closed doors. Right. Our city council members, with the exec- exception of Kachama Sawant, kind of all came out and like placated and said, yeah. we're all going to do this. Here's the vote. And then they voted and everything looked good. And then when everybody was kind of like, when it kind of looked like things were swinging in the right direction, uh, a bunch of them were like kind of recanting, backpedaling. And then I think the amount that ended up getting actually taken away was it's like so fucking like minuscule. It's yeah. Yeah. So no, no, not really anything. Okay. Substantial. Yeah. So basically the same thing happened and all the city council, oh, hold us accountable. Uh, the mayor was like showing up to certain events and then uh, they didn't do anything, and we all got to yell at them uh, with our defund campaign. But you know that it, um, honestly, like w- what that showed is that you know, like uh, building local power, you know, is important. Like, you know, if if the left isn't organizing, like at least at a municipal level, like those are sometimes those chairs are winnable because turnout is always very low. For those sorts of races, typically, unless, you know, you get like a high profile like race. But, you know, here in San Antonio, like the margins aren't like, you know, crazy high, stuff like that. So um, all that to say, uh, you know, there was a lot of crazy shit that happened uh, during these protests. Uh, lots of 
interaction with the cops weren't good. Um, uh, prior to George Floyd, uh, you know, Bri- Breonna Taylor and Amara Arbery had been murdered as well uh, at the hands of, you know, the police. And, uh, you know, famously, you know, the individuals who murdered Breonna Taylor weren't charged with anything. Uh, one of them was charged with, you know, uh, reckless endangerment of the neighbors around Breonna Taylor. Uh, but seemingly, somehow her apartment was void of, you know, normal laws because this country's fucking racist as shit. And mm-hmm. it was in international waters. That's, that's yeah. what they said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> her apartment was, it just happened to be in international waters, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, fucking insane. Um that leads to, you know, like a lot of Blue Lives Matter, you know, Trump flags in San Antonio everywhere. A lot of crazy, weird, back to blue bullshit. Um, June 1st is when Trump does his Bible photo op. Oh, fuck. That um, was only in June? Yeah, dude. Like, Jeez. a lot of shit happened. And, you know, we're flying through all of this but yeah where he like tear gas all those people to hold a bible like a wet nintendo cartridge where it's just like by the edges (laughs) (laughs) oh man what a weird fucking freak that's also when they're like uh is that your bible and he's like well it is a bible and it's like all right don rickles what are you doing? Why are you doing why are you doing bad? Why can't you you lie about everything else? Why can't you just yeah <laughs> he's not even that slick um um this is also around so the bible uh holding starts and then you know he starts going he starts going on tour uh and just starts having covid super spreader events all over the country um so and giving uh, like bizarre speeches where he's like saying like jay-z and beyonce aren't as famous as him yeah he's really in his element uh he's really feeling himself um and he's just a big fat sweaty pig uh, on the stages everywhere and you know he's uh june 20th is his uh tulsa rally tulsa in tulsa oklahoma wasn't it on the 19th it was supposed to be but they canceled it it was supposed to be on juneteenth but everyone's like we will murder you if you have this in tulsa on the at and the so site of this Trump massacre. Yeah, because everyone was like super familiar with like the uh, Tulsa, like the the massacre. Yeah. Because uh, right. stupid watchmen used it <laughs> in their thing. Which, by the way, uh, I watched an interview with the guy who created the watchmen. And his reason for why he added it in the show is he was like, I read about that. And I was like, oh. What if someone survived, like Superman, when they destroyed his planet? And it's like, so you read about this, like, horrible race riot? You're like, what? This is like Superman, kind of. (laughs) Also, then you ruined Watchmen. (laughs) I watched, like, was watching something, and somebody brought up a a good point when they were reviewing that show. And you're like, you're like, it's super fucking tone deaf to juxtapose uh, the uh, Black Wall Street massacre. And then, like, cut to a cop getting murdered because he's not able to be brutal. 
enough. Like, he's not able to get his gun out. So it's, like, very, like, a weird, like, counterintuitive message. Like, look at how vicious white people are. And, like, don't you wish cops could be fucking <laughs> murderous psychopaths? Like, it was a weird... Yeah. Uh, we should definitely do an episode in that series at some point, because it's bonkers, but... Sure. But yeah, yeah so, so it was supposed so, to be on June 19th, but everyone was like, you will get murdered if you do this. And yeah. he pussied out like a pussy. Yeah, and uh, this was the infamous rally where, uh, you know, a bunch of TikTokers reserved seats. Uh, so Trump <laughs> was angry about the crowd Brand, not Brandon being Mac. as big as it could it be. Brandon <laughs> Mack reserved all the seats. <laughs> <laughs> That weird guy Kenny likes it. Mac and cheese, kid. No one knows who that is listening to this. Yeah, uh, Kenny is our resident uh, TikTok expert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a bunch of TikTokers, and also like K-pop fans. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, K-pop so, fans. Uh, Trump's speech was noteworthy for mentioning that he wanted to slow the CDC COVID testing. Uh, he was, Wait, it was like upset, right? He was like, they're testing too fast. It's not fair to me. Yeah, it, it, it was the rationale of less testing equals less cases. Uh, so he kept saying that shit. Um, Herman Cain <laughs> was still alive. Mm. <laughs> Um, oh shit! Is that the rally he got COVID from? Yeah, because he was yeah. like licking oh, he got TikTok. Yeah, he was licking COVID. He, he was licking all the TikToks, <laughs> and he got COVID. He's like, I'm gonna go to this Trump rally and do a sick ass TikTok, and he ended up getting COVID. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he posted a video of him like just like high fiving someone else or something, and like no masks. And he died a month later. Um, also, there was... Wait, real uh, quick before you know, we move scientific... on from Herman Cain. Remember how his family... Like... Remember after he died, his family was like tweeting from his account? And it's like, COVID's not real! But it still said like Herman Cain. And then everyone like yeah, laughed yeah. at him. And so they changed it like the Herman Cain... Foundation. Or Foundation. But like literally it was just this guy died. And then like a week later... His Twitter account's like, guess what? COVID's fake, idiots. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then his family was like, oh, this is embarrassing. And just changed it to the Herman Cain Foundation. They were like, COVID's fake, idiots. It's like, all right. (laughs) Is that, it it requires an entire foundation to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he died a month after this rally. R.I.P. Uh, um, Is he the pizza guy? Is there oh, a game no. the... Yeah. Yeah, the guy who sings guy. that Imagine... <laughs> Have you seen that There's... video? No. What? Oh, fuck, <laughs> dude. It's like him... He used to work at, like, Godfather's Pizza. Right. And he's a huge, and like, he, fucking like, anti-union freak. Yeah. And he did this thing. Fuck, let me pull up the YouTube video. There's like a video of him <laughs> singing like a pizza parody of like John Lennon's <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> what the fuck? You, we can play it at the end. I don't know. Let me find it. No, we're doing this now. 
Here it is. Okay. <laughs> this is Herman Cade at the like, corporate retreat. It's so, 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 like, here we go. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't believe you've never seen that. That is the most insane shit I've ever heard. Imagine there's no pizza (laughs) and COVID is not real. It's worse than that fucking rendition from all the actors at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. The cast of Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evidently. Um, yeah, so interesting uh, note about the Tulsa rally. The 30-day period after the rally, the rate of new COVID cases in Oklahoma tripled by 513 cases a day. So that's good. Um, so in uh, late June, early July is when the LOL Comedy Club has an outbreak of COVID. Um, and we did an episode about that. Yeah, that's the, and, that's the episode that started uh, uh, all the backlash from the conservatives. Wait, what? That's the episode that like got us first screamed at by conservatives. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, we, we uh, said the brave thing that... COVID's real, and here's my proof. And um, they uh, did not like that. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, as always, uh, comedians like uh, Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen stay telling the truth. Um, I'll read a quote. Real ass dudes. Yeah, there's a realist ass dudes. Here's a quote. We're morons and went on the tour and stuff. So that is a direct quote from those fucking idiots. Um, July 24th is when the West Coast uh, was on fire. Um, <laughs> so that was a thing. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I, I died. <laughs> I got <laughs> my lungs filled with smoke and I died. <sighs> yeah. <That's> so a- <laughs> people were feeling terrible just like going outside, right? Pretty much like. What a great Dude. summer where you have a plague and then half the country's on fire. And then, and then you know, in a very sus move by the NBA, they decide, you know, shit, the world's on fire. There's COVID spreading everywhere. The NBA bubble is beginning where they get to isolate themselves from the rest of the world. Uh, that was on July 30th. Um, so, you know, bubble basketball begins, um, and it was the only league uh, that didn't have a case of COVID. Uh, so, you know, they 
ran a tight ship there. Uh, although now they're uh, they've decided to do uh, games in different stadiums, and you know already James Harden, you know, got COVID. There was an outbreak by the Clippers they, um, they, recently, so they took what worked and made it worse, made it not work. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, because um, they were like, well, we can't make these players stay in like a hotel for nine months and it's like you could just do like a 30 game season i don't care i yeah i mean i don't know i I like credit to the spurs they uh were supposed to make a decision at the beginning of january as to whether they were going to start having fans at the stadium and they decided not to do that because uh, the positivity rate here in San Antonio is about 20%. and Because <laughs> that would be the most insane fucking thing you could do in the middle of the hey. <laughs> Yeah, open yeah, up the like, one a- thing in San Antonio that everyone like universally is like, this is the best thing about this city. Open that up, too. <laughs> just a bunch of people. It's yeah. just... um, do you want to watch the one good thing in San Antonio, uh-oh. everyone? And, like, yeah. Hey. We're better than y'all now, and yeah. it's solely because you have Alex Jones and Joe Rogan, like, and you get to live with that, and we get to live with the Spurs. So, um, sorry, the sorry. Spurs are moving here, and then Alex is moving right into your house, into the extra <laughs> bedroom you have. They're just gonna live in your bathroom, and you're just gonna like constantly, you know, like, oh, the globalist clogged the toilet again. You'd be like, I know it's you, and he's like, no, I don't shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know who told you I shit, but I don't shit. Um, yeah, so, you know, Spurs, uh, you know, they're not having uh, audiences attend quite yet, though I will note that a week before this at the Alamo Dome, uh, there was a fight and there was a shitload of people there. And oh yeah, there was a lot of videos going around of people not wearing masks and shit. So, um, you know, not only are we going to have a Thanksgiving uh, spike, we're going to have some stupid fucking boxing fight spike, and we're going to have a Christmas spike as well. And, and uh, uh, I have a lot of friends in San Antonio that work in the service industry, and they're saying that the restaurants and shit were yes. like jam packed with fucking assholes. So. Yeah. So I, I yeah I can definitely attest to, to that as well. I mean I have like uh, you know form, former coworkers and they were telling me that you know uh, based on the positivity rate uh, after I think December twenty eighth they were supposed to start doing fifty uh, percent uh, capacity at restaurants thanks to our governor. Um, but guess what? Uh, restaurants uh, can't really like police like how many people. Show up to their yeah. fucking, they're not cops and they shouldn't be required to do the fucking job that you know like and I that's know, and that's like what's like funny is like would do sometimes at these restaurants you go there and it's like yeah inside's 50 percent, but then they just have like the patio packed with people waiting yeah. for their turd in so it's like well, it's not and, and i mean the other crazy thing too is that you know like new year's just came around and that's you know usually a big uh, you know, cash grab for the service industry. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, these restrictions are supposed to, you know, keep them safe. 
but conversely, you know, they also have to pay rent. Um, yeah. So it's really, you know, the the $2,000 checks a month uh, thing that should have happened uh, would have specifically been a good thing for, you know, the service industry and the restaurants, stuff like that. Okay. Like, you can do them afloat. Um, but none of that's happening. No, it's going to uh, happen. Friend, Joe Biden's good, remember? Oh, yeah. He's going to... He's going to ask us really nicely to wear masks for 100 days. Yeah, he's like, also, you owe me $2,000. Every American owes (laughs) me Joe Biden $2,000. Listen here, Jack. You can get this commemorative coin of me taking a dump. $2,000. My son, Hunter, Uh, has a really tight-ass fucking OnlyFans account. (laughs) Donate. (laughs) Donate. Come on. He'll smoke crack and show you his asshole. It's good. I like it, though. <laughs> I, I don't know shit on Hunter. That's the coolest thing a Biden's ever done. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know how we got to this, but we were talking about the bubble. Um, August fourth comes around and Beirut explodes. Tight. And I remember. Yeah. I don't know what that happened there. It was like a factory, yeah. right? Um, like and then. Yeah, there was like a bunch of like fireworks, fireworks or explosives right? or some shit. Um, and then like a couple of days later, the U.S. exploded, but like in a different way. Uh, the Sturgis motorcycle rally arrived and 40,000, 40,000, yeah. 400, sorry, 400,000 people <laughs> decided to ignore no. CDC restrictions. 400,000 uh, fucking patriots. Yeah. Um, and Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth performed there. <laughs> yeah. So this is a big motorcycle rally that featured uh, Smash Mouth and Buck Cherry. You know, uh, the wait, Buck Cherry was there? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm playing that song at the end. I like that song a lot. Hey, crazy you're bitch. a crazy bitch, and you fuck so good on top of it. You ever heard that song, Kenny? I'm sorry, I don't want to go on tangents, but one time I was doing a show at LOL. And Matt Bonner showed up with the lead singer of that band. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone was like, oh shit, it's Matt Bonner. No one knew who the fuck the Buckcherry guy was. (laughs) He was just like standing there with Matt Bonner. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's incredible. Um, Yeah, so this uh, Sturgis motorcycle rally happened in South Dakota. And led to uh, the most deaths in a state per capita. Hell yeah. Um, Good job, Buck Cherry. You did it. Yeah. Um, They're fucking all-stars. There's an article from Forbes that you can read uh, that uh, shows how the Sturgis rally in South Dakota led to an outbreak in Minnesota. Really cool stuff. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, a, a whole... Uh, you know, I think nine to ten day of uh, festival. Um, August 11 comes along, and Joe Biden finally selects Kamala for vice president. Um, August 23rd comes around, and protests erupt in Kenosha, Wisconsin, following the shooting of Jacob Blake. Wait, what? Um, what is this? <laughs> 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 What happened in what happened in Kenosha? <laughs> yeah, uh, this is when uh, the NBA, uh, the Bucks, uh, decide that they are not going to leave the locker room until they get the attorney general from 
Wisconsin on the well, phone? To be fair, George Hill and uh, Chris Middleton decided it. <laughs> Everyone else was like, this is why LeBron was like angry. Right. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of mixed messages going around, specifically that like LeBron was like just like confused and Upset just like what the they fuck's didn't talk about it first. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, you know, you know, the NBA is, uh, you know, does have a MBPA, uh, you know, a, a union. Uh, they went on strike. And I remember at that time, you know, going to, you know, rallies and shit and thinking like, holy fuck, dude, like something might happen. Um, but then yeah. immediately, you know, at the same time, you know, also fearing for my life and just like, maybe nothing's going to happen. Maybe we're just all fucked. Uh, but there was like a little glimmer of hope at that well, point. With the, MB- like, oh. with the NBA thing too, it wasn't like during the season. It was like during the playoffs. So it was like the part of basketball that mattered. It right. was like the first playoff games. It was like literally the start of the playoffs. The reason they had the bubble. And then they were like, we're not playing in these games. And they canceled the games for the day. And then a whole bunch of other leagues, uh, you know, uh, you know, famously, Obama interceded and, uh, you know, convinced them to create a social justice committee. And uh, I think this was, um, you know, led to like weird headlines like the Miami Heat's going to work with uh, the cool. Miami Police Department yeah. to, you know, get racial bias training or something and like lebron i'm oh, inter- oh, sorry go ahead and then like i i remember like when the lakers won they were like obama did this for america he did this for the people he did this for democracy so vote and it's like what the fuck are you doing i don't i don't want this <laughs> i just want to watch yeah. basketball man i don't it, you know, it was really weird, like, it, just crazy, you know, like, not that you know, I uh, think, you know, people should be able to be political, but this is, like, where, you know, like, uh, there's, like, uh, contradictions in, like, the age of COVID, where, you know, it's it just feels like it's all, you know, uh, pomp and circumstance, like, and not that, you know, they were intentionally trying to trivialize, you know, the things that were happening, but um, I don't know. I, I just don't think, you know, the NBA is going to be, you know, they're, they're a corporation. They're, they're not the vanguard of like yeah. any revolution or anything like that. Um, Although of all the sports leagues, like if LeBron all of a sudden became like a communist and was like, yeah. Yeah, we're strike. I'm not playing. We're striking. Then the league's fucked because that's their main guy. Yeah. Like so the NBA the could honestly be taken down by like three dudes. Like if like Durant, Steph, and uh, LeBron all started reading like Marx and were like, <laughs> "We're not playing until these demands are met." Then like, what are you gonna do? Just not have a league with like the yeah billion so, dollar uh, faces of it. So, any basketball players listening, uh, DSA USA, uh, join or some shit. Um, Patty Mills, uh, come yeah. on the pod. <laughs> it would be amazing though if like LeBron would not strike, and then the NBA was like, "No, fuck you!" And like, it's like twenty-five year old scab from like the docks. 
Like, I'm the new LeBron. <laughs> they just gave him his number and his... They just start calling this, like, 300-pound, like, Frank Sabatka guy, LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking LeBron James. <laughs> ah, shit. So I think I got the COVID. I'm a 65-year-old chain-smoking Greek dock worker. <laughs> You ever seen The Wire season two? It's based on me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. So, uh, September, the El Dorado fire was sparked by a gender reveal party, apparently. Um, and more of uh, California goes on fire. Tight, 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 tight. It's never not burning. The West Coast is never not on fire. Yeah, uh, and there's a, September 6th, it was announced that there was a new record for wildfire destruction, 2.1 million acres in California. Um, so, and, yeah, and then, climate change is real. And then September obviously 9-11. Oh, you skipped over 9-11. It happens again. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every year. Never forget. We build um, these towers and then we blow them up to remind people, do not fuck with America every year. We can't afford to give you $2,000 because we keep building twin towers and exploding them. Um, yeah, so uh, never forget uh, 9-11. Uh, September 18th, um, <laughs> the OG uh, RBG dies um, and liberals start freaking out. And uh, start haranguing every leftist they can think of to vote uh, because uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. Um, and then September 29th comes around and the first Biden and Trump debate happens. Uh, and oh, can I just add one thing before we get into that? Yeah, because that's. Um, I remember when RBC died and everyone was freaking out about voting. And I was like, uh, okay, so like the Democrats are going to do everything in their power to stop them from appointing another judge, and then it was like I don't even know. It felt like three days later, Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed. Like, yeah, and yeah, then so October, a month later, October twenty sixth, the Senate confirmed uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett. So and Diane Feinstein was like, "Thank you, I had fun at this Burger King." He <laughs> doesn't know where the fuck yeah. she's at, and he's. Didn't she like high five Lindsey Graham or some shit? Yeah, they opened yeah, mouth kiss. Him. She hugged him in a pandemic, so yeah. that's cool. And then she Fuck thanked, him. and then she thanked she everyone right on for. The yeah, then she thanked everyone for being so insane. She's like, "Thank you. This is this has been good for me. <laughs> like, it's been bad for the rest of us. Go away." Yeah. Uh, By the way, sorry. Have you listened to the doll about her? I mean, I know that she's it's, like a weird it's Catholic. It's very insane. The dollar, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's some insanity from you know right wingers. Uh, that's for sure. Um, oh, um, RBG dies September 18th. September 23rd is when uh, it's announced that there was no charges brought against uh, uh, Breonna Taylor's murderers. Uh, September 29th, first Biden and Trump debate, which was like 
unwatchable. Uh, and it was when Trump was like really, really fucking feeling good. And he's just like interrupting Biden every step of the way. Um, and then uh, he said some weird shit about like cities made out of trees or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. What the, yeah, that was fucking weird. He said weird. some like batshit uh, crazy thing about like yeah. they're building like like people or elf houses of trees now, so don't have to worry about climate change. <laughs> <laughs> he just went on some like weird batshit tangent about tree cities. That was cool. Yeah. That's, not, that's also the debate where he goes like, where Joe Biden was like, my son, Bo, I miss him every day. And then Trump was like, oh, you're cracking the butthole showing. So he goes, no, my son that fought in Iraq and died of and, cancer. And then there wasn't Trump like, I don't know that one. And he just went, he's like, yeah, I never heard of that one. And he just went back to like shitting on Hunter for being like a crackhead. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so that was that disaster. October 1st was a day that would live in infamy. Uh, it was a very important day, I feel like, for Twitter specifically. Uh, Trump got COVID. Oh, yeah. That was like uh, the most fun day of my life, I think. <laughs> that was the best day of all <laughs> yeah. 20. Yeah. Um, October 1st, fucking incredible day. It felt like, you know, you know, there's like, there's like these specific moments in 2020 where, like, I don't know, man, it felt like like something could turn for the better. Like when people started talking, to, like when the pandemic happened, I was a little more positive than I should have been. But I was like, oh, like, you know, there's other countries that are paying people a month per month. And like, you know, there's a potential to like understand that, you know, like housing is important and is a human right. None of that shit happened. You know, a bunch of people got evicted. A bunch of people lost their health insurance. Like the moves to socialize certain things to, uh, you know, uh, stop this fucking terror show, like, never ended. Um, what? <laughs> um, and um, October 30th, a Stanford University uh, study linked more than 30,000 COVID cases and 700 deaths to President Trump's uh, campaign rallies. Tight. Um, so he's single-handedly yeah, responsible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think he said the same thing Shab said. We're morons and went on tour and stuff. <laughs> so uh, do, that's remember, a good enough alibi. Do you remember? That's, yeah, do you remember that's his campaign slogan? Yeah. Do you remember when they leaked that like thing that Trump was gonna do, where he was gonna do like the Willy Wonka thing? Where he like pretends to still be dying and then just like rips his shirt open and there's like a Superman logo. Like why did who stopped that? We should murder that person. That would have been the greatest thing that would have ever happened. Is if this fat old man was like <laughs> and he's like just joking. <laughs> I'm Superman. Yeah. Um Oh, when he had COVID, it was good. All was right. Like I was like, oh, he infected those Secret Service guys to take him on a car ride. Yeah, they give like a weird wave behind like bulletproof glass. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that happened. Um, that was only in October. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, it's the last yeah. time I was happy. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real, though. That's what I, I was mean, like, it, he's going to be dead soon. I was, like, very... Yeah, it felt like there was, you know, like, a tear, like, in in the middle of America. And, like, you know, it, there was, like, the possibility of, like, jumping into, like, a better reality. And then uh, it just got swiped away from us again. Well, because then people that... like us that are, like, apparently goons were just like, oh, man, he had a debate with fucking Biden... What if they both die? Then Bernie has to be president. <laughs> yeah. You uh, we were like, what if they both die? And people were like, don't say that. I, uh, like, but they could. <laughs> they could both die. They're both old as shit. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching the debate and then just feeling like they had they should have kissed it out afterwards because they were really rude to each other. Yeah, they should have and... kissed. And... Yeah. But. Alas, that. Uh, oh man, that can you imagine parts. Joe Biden on those weird drugs that Trump was on that made him like hyper aggressive? Oh, because Joe Biden is yeah. already like, I, hey Jack, I'll punch you in your fucking head. Up. Imagine him on like whatever weird fucking steroids they had Trump on. Yeah, Tom Bergeron. <laughs> they put him on that the Tom Bergeron drug. <laughs> they give Joe Biden the Tom Bergeron vaccine. <laughs> It means he can't become Tom Bergeron. That's what the shot. <laughs> Listen here, Jack. I can't become Tom Bergeron, but I got COVID. I'm going to die of it. <laughs> there, was, there was like a good month where our president was just like a roided out fucking maniac. Yeah, yeah just tweeting yeah. like crazy all caps things at like two in the morning. Yep. And, um, uh... You know, the, okay, so I mentioned that Stanford study coming out at the end of October. Um, also, tragically, October 31st, apparently, uh, MF Doom passed, uh, ripped to a real one. Uh, but it was only announced recently, like on yeah, New Year's. They Eve. announced it like. Yeah. Why did they wait so long? I, I, I don't mean, they're know, entitled right? to, but it seems weird that no one knew because, like, even all like the rappers that, you know, would I think would know. Unless he's just like a weirdo, I don't. I mean, yeah, it, that's there's yeah. MF Doom is certainly seems weird. He's um. He used to have yeah. Hannibal Burris just come out in that mask on stage, and people thought it was him. And then he just surprise, you owe me rent. Like ah shit, forgot you were a <laughs> landlord. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was October 31st. November 4th, um, the U.S. becomes the first country in the world to exceed 100,000 daily cases of COVID-19. Oh, yeah, and there was an election. Um, and it wasn't until three days later that uh, news outlets uh, started timidly announcing that Biden probably won the election. And um, He didn't, though. Know. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, so, I mean, there's still, this is still a through line right now. Um, a bunch of, uh, what was it, like, Congress, a bunch of Republican yeah, Congress 13 Congress people. Yeah, 13. 11 senators, 11 Republican senators. Yeah, yeah. 13 in yeah. total, I think, right? 11 uh, senators, I don't know, I don't know about the House members, but, yeah, I mean, one of them is Ted Cruz. <laughs> Um, our boy, and yeah, so a bunch of them are saying that, um, 
they are going to, they want, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they want them to do. They want Mike Pence to like vote again or like, I don't know what the fuck they want at this point. I just know that there was also an article of that Lou, that rep from Texas, Lou Gomert saying that we should resort to violence. Um, okay. Because the, yeah, Wait, now what? murder unions sound like a good idea, huh? Protect you from Louis Gomer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if the world. Uh, I don't know if murder unions can save me from Louis Gomer. Um, you know, he's gonna make you fight him in the Gome Dome. <laughs> 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 it's just an Arby's. It's yeah. like an old Arby's <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't know. The specific quote was saying that he was like, we have to resort to Antifa and BLM uh, tactics and get violent in the streets. But like, oh, good. So that means the protests be brutalized by the police and get nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that good. means they but get like, shot in the dick with BB guns, fucking sandbags or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like these people are also aren't paying attention because like, you know, those movements largely didn't get the concessions that they wanted, so I don't think he understands what he's asking them for. <laughs> but uh, well, Tommy Tuberville doesn't even know what like the voting, like the voting act is. <laughs> I yeah, and I mean to be fair, he doesn't have to because you know the Supreme Court gutted a shitload of it. So yeah, <laughs> um, he doesn't know like the, the three branches of government. Like someone asked him, and he's like, ah. Man, my name's Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> all right, man. He's like, all I know is that the country's going down the tubes. I'm Tommy Tuberville. Oh, well, for me, 2020. Mediocre college football coach. Dumb man. That's me. <laughs> now I'm a fucking senator. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. That's cool. Yeah, so we've been dealing with, you know, all this weird... Uh, contestation of the election shit like that um and uh you know in the beginning of december december 8th specifically britain uh inoculated uh the first uh person with the covid19 vaccine uh that they developed um and then well, well we just mentioned you know the uh, december 11th was when the supreme court rejected the lawsuit from texas uh, that was urging justices to overturn the election result, um, and which led to you know a huge meltdown on the right, saying that you know like what was the point of Amy Corndog if they're not going to do these things for us? That was um, a a nice thing to watch happen though. Through all all of this was the uh, election contested all the legal battles, all of the fundraising. How obvious and transparent a grift that was. Yeah. And the fact that like Ted Cruz right now is running ads in Georgia to get himself money is, is, is it's hot. That's a hot ticket. I love it. Uh, right wingers getting grifted is. Yeah. Uh, it's been an interesting, uh, winter. Um, December 14th was, uh, the first, uh, COVID vaccinations in the U.S. That was also the day that the Electoral College confirmed that Biden uh, won the election, uh, depending on who you listen to. Um, and 
Uh, December 20th uh, was the day where we had 217 people dying from COVID. Um, and there was like a week in December where like almost every day of that week was a record for deaths in the United States. Uh, you know, 9-11 is one of those events. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's all uh, fucking terrible and shit. Well, now we've been breaking. We almost broke 4,000 deaths the other day. So, yeah, I'm not even uh, sure 9 is in the top 10. I think all the top 10 days have to be like COVID by now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you Probably. see like a list of like top 10 um, highest points in a game and it's like Michael Jordan nine out of the 10 times COVID is the <laughs> Michael Jordan of yes. like shittiest like watch mojo video is the top 10 that's it's COVID, and it's, it's COVID again, and it's COVID. Top 10, top 10 death days in America. October 1st, October 2nd, October 3rd, <laughs> October 4th. Yeah. Um, 9-11. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the whole year in a nutshell. I mean, there's, like, a bunch of other things that happen, and we can talk about uh, some of the other things that y'all have been thinking about, uh, if you have anything to add. Yeah, uh, I just kind of like, I've been thinking about this a lot, mostly because I found <laughs> I found out that um, young the actor who plays young Sheldon, his grandpa, was like an architect in like the Afghanistan war. And like, it just kind of confirmed that like, oh, all these fucking people that are like making it, Nick Kroll's dad, we got to do an episode on him because he, there's a lot there with that fucking guy. <laughs> But, like, right. all these pe- like, you just learn, like, all these people have either parents that are in showbiz or, like, 9-11 parents that, like, profited from <laughs> fucking 9-11. And, like, it got me to think how much harder, like, this is going to hurt, like, the entertainment industry, not just from, like, a uh, content perspective, you know what I mean? Um... Because obviously there's probably like a backlog of they're not putting out new episodes or at least like full seasons. They're not coming out with new movies. Um, so there's going to be like a content backlog. But just from like a creator standpoint, because when you look at like that kind of thing, like I said, Young Sheldon did 9-11 and <laughs> Nick Kroll <laughs> profited from 9-11. Like all these people that have like made it had like cushy positions already and when you look at like you know again i don't have a i think nick crow's funny <laughs> uh but then there's like some people where you're like, like a lot of those snl people you're like how the fuck did you get this and then it's like oh your dad like owns like the met okay and you just said you want to do comedy like comedy specifically is going to be more of those assholes because comedy is something you have to have, like, time to do. You have to have the free time to write bits. You have to have night free to do open mics. You have to, you know, do the bullshit hanging out. You have to do that shit. And you can't do that if you're making, if your primary job is Uber or if you're unemployed or if you had to pay out, pay back a bunch of, like, back rent from the yeah. pandemic. Like, 
all, you know, all these people that were just like scraping by and still doing comedy are now like, it's going to be even harder for them to do it. And just going to be like these privileged dipshits who are like, yeah, I went to Harvard for four years. Now give me a Comedy Central hour. It's going to be like that. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I, I, I feel like that was already, you know, a thing prior to, you know, the pandemic. And yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see it exacerbated, but hey, man, uh, you know, there there's still local scenes doing the grind. Uh, so... See, yeah, but I, that, don't, I don't know. But that's what I'm like. That, I think that's kind of what I need is just like, what are the places like New York, LA are still like the two places you have to go. Those places are still impossible, impossibly expensive. Uh, jobs are you know getting less and less frequent, and places like LA, the jobs you can get doing these gig economy things, they make it so you can't live off doing them. And it just seems like the pandemic, I don't know, it feels like art's going to suffer more from this. We're going to get a lot more kind of like Libby sitcoms with like Ivy League, like um, focus grouped writing staffs. They're like, oh, we need one third this, we need one fourth that. But it's all like Ivy League educated, like Aaron Sorkin disciples. Writing, like, I don't know, Modern Family spinoffs. And I feel like it's just, I don't know. I feel I, I feel like, I genuinely feel like that's the thing that's going to be hurt a lot by the pandemic. It's not just, con- like, kind of art in general, where it's like, it's so yeah. hard to find time to just do shit for yourself in a day. And now it's harder because there's so many bills and right. back payment that people have to do. And then some dickhead who's like, yeah, my dad invented like the invisible jet to bomb Fallujah. So I could just live in this Manhattan apartment rent free forever. And it's like, <laughs> get an office job, dude. Like, I don't know. Yeah. For sure, for at least for people's ability to make a living doing their art is definitely going to be yeah. impacted. I mean, I obviously have not done comedy since the beginning of the pandemic, so it's been like almost a year since I've performed. I'm sure it's the same for you. And like, I don't know. A lot of shit's happened this year, too, where you're just kind of like, I don't know, as far as comedy's concerned, I'm like, how the fuck... How the fuck do I go back to just, like, writing some... Oh, I have a joke about a Tupac. If Tupac is two and a half feet tall, it's like, you know, 4,000 people are dying a day. Like, I can't <laughs> fucking do that anymore. Like, what? Like, Well, I mean, I think for you, it's like you actually have to write better funny jokes. You have to be oh, good at that. Hey, <laughs> you have to learn how it's to been, do It's been working for me for five, <laughs> seven years. <laughs> no, but it's, like, a very weird thing where... I had like a kind of cathartic thing with comedy where it was like, like I'm still writing just because I like to write, but it's also like a thing I realized like, Oh, I don't like miss the performing that much. 
Like, I miss being on stage, but I don't miss all the other shit. I don't miss going to a bar and then checking in, like, 40 minutes before a show and then hanging out until you go up. And you just spend, like, three hours of your night at this place to do five minutes of comedy. Like, it's like a thing. It's like, I don't miss that at all. And I find, and I've kind of found other stuff to fill that void. Like, I still want to do it. But this is, like, the most comfortable I've been with, like, not making it. You know what I mean? Like, before there was, like, a fear or, like, a envy when someone got on a TV show or um, had some kind of success. Like, how did this person get this spot at this club? And I felt like their success meant that I wasn't, like, good enough. Like, it always felt like... I'm doing this and I need to be able to make a living off this. I need comedy to be my job. And now with the pandemic, it's like, I'm happy just doing what I do. And I make enough money to get by. And comedy should just be fun. I shouldn't have to, like, fucking stress myself to try to make this a shitty, like, job that I'm going to hate. Because I'm like, oh, I have to go fly to Minneapolis for five days to do shows. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Like, like every road comic is just miserable. They're all just like miserable pieces of shit because it's like, yeah, yo, you're like a, this is an office job now. You're constantly traveling. You can't do what you want to do because you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I like specifically, you know, with stand up, I feel like it was already like, pretty hard for people to make a living on it like you know there's not a lot of people that can to begin with and then you know all this shit happened and you know um i i i think that on the one hand you know it sucks that you know people uh, can't do you know what they have been spending a lot of time on uh, but then on the other hand, it's like also like, I don't know, like it was already an industry where, you know, not a whole lot of people are making a living anyway. Right. And it'll be interesting to see like what, you know, if there's ever any sort of return to, you know, like normalcy as far as, you know, public health is concerned. It'll be interesting to see what, like, happens after that, but I don't even know when that's going to happen. Yeah, that's the thing, too. I'm thinking, yeah, and it's just kind of, like, who was I listening to about, someone who was talking about movie theaters, where they're like, do movie theaters are going to become, like, a thing? It might just been, like, one of my friends who was saying, like, do movie theaters are going to become a thing that's just, like, a luxury for rich people? like people that can like afford to collect like vinyl records or like things like that. Movie theaters are going to be something that people go to because it's not easily available. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, it's retro. I'm in seeing movies at a cinema and it's become this like kitschy weird thing. And I don't know. I feel like it's going to be that way with stand up. Yeah, possibly. I, yeah, I don't know. I've uh, I've resigned myself to you know 
not uh, expecting uh, for uh, any return to normalcy in San Antonio, especially. Um, It was already, you know, a very tenuous scene to begin with. Um, And and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think for me this whole year, um, you know, it, it started like January, February, you know, did a lot of shit with the Bernie campaign. And then I just decided like, well, I can like safely like do organizing shit with like DSA in the pandemic. And it's like, what else was I going to do? Like, I was not going to be able to right. like, I don't know, do stand up or anything like that. So. And stand up particularly is like a weird thing. Cause it's like a thing that you need very specific things that you can't have in a pandemic like they tried with the zoom shows but every one i've seen of those it's weird and bad and i can't imagine doing a zoom show i feel like i get too weirded out and it's not like intimate enough um and outdoor shows are fucking weird because texas is a thousand degrees except for like the two weeks it's like two degrees outside (laughs) it's either like freezing cold or like scorching hot and so it's like I don't know, but I but 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 that's more of like my fear than anything is it's just for any kind of like leisure thing. I'm using comedy because it's like the thing that's like you know personal to me, and I've dedicated like my entire adult life to doing. But like any kind of art, right? Like the more people have to work to you know pay back debts, and the more expensive things get. And, like, the more shit becomes, like, gig economy-based. Or, like, right-to-worky kind of in fucking places. Then it's like, well, you're not... You're constantly at the whim of these people. These people can fire you at any time. You know what I mean? I... I Obviously, I, honestly, I was a shitty Uber driver. But I wasn't doing anything, like, egregious. And I dropped below, like, 90. And they were like, you're off the app till you pay us $15 and take this test. And I just called him. I'm like, I'm not doing that. You fucked up. And then refused to hang up till they reactivated the account. But these companies do shit like that. And it's like, so you're kind of at their whim. I don't give a shit about anywhere I work ever. So it's not like an issue for me. But like, I don't know if you have a wife or you have kids or you have a family. And you're working at this, like, the Amazon warehouse. Like, we need you to work 12 hours. If you can't do it, well, you'll be replaced. Then you have to do that. And you're not yeah. going to have time or you're not going to want to go and sit in an open mic for four hours after that to go up. The only people that are going to have like luxury, yeah. the time to do this, are the rich dickheads who have no perspective on the world. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of like doing comedy here. Like I work kind of eleven hour days, and then have to drive across town in like rush hour type fucking traffic to sit at a comedy club for like three or four hours so I can do four minutes of comedy. It's like it's not. Well, in Seattle's kind of like Austin, isn't it, Kenny? Where like all the open mics are like in like areas where you have to pay for parking. Yeah, Seattle's a nightmare for fucking parking. So, yeah. like, it, yeah, like if you have a fucking open mic at like seven thirty or six or eight o'clock, like 
either driving around until like they stop collecting tolls or you like pay fucking heightened price like you're paying like 15 bucks you're actually losing money to do a fucking open mic unless you're using like public transportation so which is like seattle's got that but like well it's still a fucking nightmare to do that well and then like when you look at like larry david like larry david didn't get famous until he was like 50 with like seinfeld he was like an old ass man when he got successful. But the reason he was able to do comedy and shit is because he lived in like artist subsidized housing, which doesn't like exist anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So like, and so it's just like, uh, now, like rent fixing or whatever it's called. Right. And now what artists subsidized housing is is some fucking asshole's dad who like, I don't know, bombed a village in Kuwait. He was like, yeah, sure, you like you want to do UCB? Here's a million dollars. Go pursue UCB. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of unfunny dickheads. And then the people that are like the Larry Davids. Like, I don't know. There could be a Larry David out there who can't, like, afford to do anything. You know what I mean? Besides just. Yeah. I mean. That's why we need murder unions. To kill the rich. Kill young Sheldon for the crimes of his grandfather. <laughs> no. No. Yes, I'm the scarecrow guy from the Batman movie, and I'm holding court now. I'm going to make young Sheldon walk across the ice. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you got anything, Kenny? Uh, not really. 2020, like, I don't know, kind of a cure... Saying kind of put a lot of stuff in perspective for me. Like definitely uh I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't got anything. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um no, not for you. If, <laughs> if I could just add like um you know, I, I I don't know. A lot of people have been saying uh, that, you know, we uh, should be, you know, uh, more uh, kind uh, just because, you know, a lot of people are, you know, going through fucking hell. Like, this year was fucking, like, god-awful for, like, so many fucking people. So if I could just, you know, like, close out this thing, like, whatever it is that you're doing, like... I hope that it, you know, is well-intended and, you know, um, New Year's is supposed to be about, you know, supposedly, you know, like this, you know, a lot of people make resolution, resolution, shit like that. If that's your jam, fucking do it. If it isn't, then fuck off. Like, don't do that. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, we should uh, all try to take care of each other as much as we can because clearly the government's not uh doing everything that they can and um i don't know seems like prime time for people to uh you know organize do things for the community um because if we don't do that kind of stuff then you know like everything goes to shit um yeah. Yeah. i do I do have one thing I'd like to add. Uh, Seattle, more than like San Antonio, uh, when I lived there, was, is Seattle is like such a condensed city. 
like it's like five miles and you're on the other side of town but everything's so like fucking like condensed and there's so much traffic it takes you like 45 minutes to drive like two and a half miles um but it's like because of that it's like a microcosm like any sort of like effects like when the pandemic started it was immediately obvious it's like um any crisis that our city has it's not like something that's like you hear about on the news it's something that's immediately available to you that there's like obviously a homelessness crisis in seattle there's obviously a uh and with the pandemic seeing like every other business like shuttered up boarded up and right now there's amazon's buying up a fuck ton of real estate and opening up these like grocery stores that you just like walk into there's literally no employees except i'm assuming there's people there to stock shelves but there's no anything otherwise and there's a lot of small businesses and like people being run out of their fucking business that have been there for years and these real estate hawks just like swooping in and taking up all this fucking territory and real estate and then selling it to fuck Amazon or some fucking developer that's going to make lofts that are too expensive for anybody to live in. It's a weird, Seattle's a weird city where you drive downtown and it's like, fucking, it's like a ghost town. It looks like it's been fucking, everything's boarded up. Like almost everything's boarded up. And I don't know. That definitely put things in perspective for me, at least in terms of like, like, I don't know if I'll do fucking comedy after this, but I sure as fuck am going to get more involved with local politics and, I don't know, do something. It's like a weird, watching our country, like, ignore 3,000 people a day die. Yeah. Like, like, part of me is fucking dead, but, like, it's like, I can't fucking, like, accept that. I don't know if, like, a better... Future's possible, but like, you know, what else are you gonna fucking do? You gotta try. Yeah. And I think locally, organizing locally is definitely where it's at. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I, I forced a vote in it. In, in, <laughs> in um, well, the vote yeah, you tried, to, the vote you I tried forced the vote form. and I got Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. The vote, you, the vote you tried to force was like, uh, Add like a added a add to the constitution that I'm a good boy with a firm tushy and they were like Nancy Pelosi <laughs> is Nancy Pelosi's God now and you're like shit. Alright. So you did the opposite of what you wanted to do. Um yeah, I think on that note we should wrap this episode up. Twenty twenty was a shitty year. Uh, oh, there's there's one more thing you forgot to mention. Uh Trump getting COVID was good, but finding out uh, Liam Neeson like pisses his pants constantly—that's <laughs> not proven yet. You don't know if that's true. I'm not. I don't want him to come after me. He just hunts. Yeah. <laughs> well, get taken. Yeah. So ignore cool. Liam Neeson if you're listening. Ignore Kenny or pay attention to Kenny. Get him, but don't attack me and Amador who. Are just trying to live our lives and are in favor of murder unions. Murder unions 2021. Nope. Not. 
Not me. Bring back Jimmy Hoffa, baby. 2021. <laughs> the year the streets run red with the blood of the capitalist swine due to murder unions. You can follow us on Facebook at murder unions. Uh, use the hashtag Twitter. <laughs> use the hashtag murder unions. <laughs> Use the hashtag murder unions on Twitter at your local government officials until they know who we are. Murder unions. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Forever.